Welcome to Theatre of the World. My name is James. My name is Mark. And I'm Chris. And if you smush us together, we're Man Bites God. Sure. <laughs> Don't smush us together, though. We're Man Bites God, but we're not smushed together as well. It's just, it's uh, semantics. Do you want me to start again? Nah. <laughs> Um, this episode uh, uh, is called Sports. 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 Holy yeah. Christ. Good Why? Sports. Why? Why do we choose sports? We because, are the least sporting. Yeah, we have no idea about what, how sports work. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done because Mark, Mark's got some paper. He's got some paperwork. He, he, wants, to read, he wants to read from it. Let's, the, clearly the most popular podcast segment ever in the history of podcast segments. Yep. We should start with it. Let's go. Fact, fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bomb. Sports editions. The human body is made of two things. <laughs> One is bones and two is muscles. Fact bombs. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. That's it. No, no. That is a fact bomb that was dropped on me by in, in the brief period of my life where I went to the gym and I had a personal trainer and the personal trainer told me that. And he, he used that exact sentence? That exact sentence. Bones and muscles. One is bones. One is bones and two is muscles. Wow. <laughs> he also asked me how committed I was to achieving my uh, fitness goals and I said 60 to 70%. <laughs> <laughs> One a bit, two not very. Uh, you didn't. You didn't go with the uh, the traditional sports answer of one hundred and ten. No, which is impossible. <laughs> I right? went in the much more realistic answer yeah. of sixty to seventy yeah. percent. And truth be told, it was probably more about forty to fifty. Yeah. <laughs> You're the worst at sports. I'm bad at sports. You're not even a very good liar. <laughs> <laughs> Is lying a sport? Is not even that particularly uh, good. Were you good at sports, Chris? Uh, I was not good at sports. I, I was terrible at sports. Oh. I at every opportunity that I could um, get out of a sports carnival or some kind of sporting activity at school, because obviously it was kind of a compulsory thing at school. Mm. I would I would do anything I could to get out of them. But I won't do that. Yeah, um, but I also uh, I also chose my sports very carefully. Mm. Um, so Wait. the first one, the first sport that I chose to do um, with my friends um, was yeah, because all of my friends were losing no sport guys. Yeah. Um, the first one was golf, <laughs> and the reason that we chose golf was that we knew the secret to getting out of golf. Because all you had to do with golf, because you could go to any golf course you wanted, the only condition was, so it was a Wednesday afternoon, it was always a Wednesday afternoon, you could go to any golf course you wanted and all you had to do was bring back your scorecard the next week to prove that you went to golf. (laughs) You could wander in and look like you were kind of thinking about playing a game of golf and you could pick up the scorecards out of the tray because they were just sitting there on a table. You could pick them up and... You could just fill your card in and go home and play computer games, which is what we did. By the way, it was the early 90s, so everyone was trying to get out of the golf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to be in the golf. <laughs> Bang. Uh, that's, that's as political as it gets. And then the next year I did 10-pin bowling. 
Hey, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, we chose Tempin. We had to do Tempin bowling because a teacher went with you. Um, but uh, it was a pretty low energy kind of kind of activity. Um, then the year Chris after, spent all this time just polishing the shoes. The year after that, I did rifle shooting. Oh. Yeah, I we had, had a rifle range. We had a school. rifle range because oh we had cadets. They let Chris have a gun. Yeah, Crazy. and the g- cool thing about he that tried to talk into it like a phone. You basically <laughs> got to sit down and shoot a gun at a target the whole time. Um, a younger boy who was running away. <laughs> <laughs> and my final year, I did Zone Three laser games. Um, what? Yep, that is a stretch. Yeah, um, hey, it was offered. That's a sport. Yep, it was I did, a sport. We could I did do. fencing. Oh, I did fencing, fencing as well. I did it. Well, did fencing's in the Olympics. Fencing. Yeah. yeah. Zone three laser games is not in the Olympics. Do you know what's Dude, weird? Darts is in the Olympics. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's true. But the funny thing about Zone three laser games was I think that was the most athletic I had been in any sport that I'd done previously because you actually had to run around mm. and shoot at kids. <laughs> and you know what? The most interesting part is that I'm not good at any of them now. It's like I should have learned something from those those experiences. Obviously not golf because we didn't really play it. I think the most recent time I played laser tag was yep. um, uh, I went. It was on a Bucks night um, yeah. for a, for a gentleman that we all know. But there had been a bit of a mix up. It turned out, out that the uh, that the the laser tag place was mainly for children, and. <laughs> <laughs> And so we were adults to a degree running around playing against eight-year-olds and it's really hard playing against eight-year-olds because they're so much shorter and they're a much smaller target. It's like shooting droids. Yeah. This is the postscript to that story because yes. then it was a Bucks night and we went to a strip club. Now, I'm not a big <laughs> strip club guy. Yeah, all right. It's, I'm not yeah. Re- it's a weird thing. How many times have you been to a strip club? Uh, twice. Once successfully. <laughs> well, you came. No, <laughs> the second time it was shut. <laughs> oh. oh. Say, was that the Bucks party night? No, no, certainly not. No, the um. Did no, you get the, a lap the, dance? Uh, I did because I'd never been to a strip club before, and Gotta so go everyone. Yeah. Oh man, what is this podcast turning into? <laughs> um, this is sport. Good sports. Um, the girl um who was dancing for me which and making me feel terribly awkward and I was just trying to have a conversation with her because that's how yeah. I deal with awkward that's situations. That's how do it, man. Make small talk. That's how we do it. Um, so what else do you do? Yeah. Um, she said, stand up. I want to rub my tits in your face. Um, wow. She was very tall, obviously. Oh, all right. No, she's on a stage, Chris. Oh, she's on the stage. <laughs> so I stood up. Now, because we'd been playing laser tag yes. um, earlier in the evening <laughs> a- against eight-year-olds and I'd been crouching down quite a lot and running around a lot, <laughs> oh, my, legs, my legs were a bit stiff. <laughs> And, hey, hey. and I, I, I stood up and then my legs just kind of gave way oh, no. underneath me uh, and I fell over. Overwhelmed. Fell over hey. in front of a half-naked girl who was then laughing at me. Yeah. It's a sad story. <laughs> yeah. My postscript to... Sports. To- <laughs> 
can't believe I told that story. That's a great story. My postscript to to sports is that uh, when I, after I did his own three laser games, it was very soon after that cancelled at the school um, because there had been members of the public who had complained and they went, well, that's, it's, you know, it's not a very good example to set for the community. Of course, they cancelled Zone 3, but they didn't cancel rifle shooting. No, with where you were guns, shooting yeah. an actual rifle. Yeah. At the exchange students. Yeah. <laughs> I also was terrible at sports. And yes. all three of us are Australian and we grew up in that tradition of football in the wintertime, cricket in the summertime. Mm. Uh, and I was, I did both. And I didn't realise that I was shit at sports. Uh, I did, and I was rubbish at it. Uh, but what I enjoyed most about playing sports was I really liked the heckling. <laughs> they call it they call it sledging. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's, I just thought of it as heckling. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the psychological edge yeah. that I could get over my opponent, even though he had the physical edge on me. And I'll give you an example. I was uh, in a football match, uh, and I was being uh, marked by a guy who was about three of me in a suit. Yep. Like, no. In a suit. <laughs> now I've got a very strange vision of this A bow tie. Guy. A bow tie uh, that span <laughs> when you get excited. Uh, a football suit. and uh, But he's, he's enormous and dumb, but enormous. And so I said to him, they're nice football boots. And he said, oh, yeah, thanks. I said, did you get them at Fisher-Price? <laughs> And uh. and then I was on the ground. And then uh, uh, very similarly, um, when I was grade five or grade four, I got to be the wicket keeper because just because you got a turn mm. when you're in in your cricket team, I, I could whisper things in the to the batsman as the the bowler was coming into bowl, and I said, "Sometime soon, I'm going to hit you," and everyone's just going to assume it's the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and he just turned around. I went, "Not not yet, but it's coming." <laughs> I never hit him because I would never hit anyone. I burnt a lot of material uh, on this on this subject uh, when we did the school episode. Yeah, I thought you might have. Um, because most of my um, anecdotes about school were about sport. Yeah. Fortunately, I have more. Great. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pepper um, this episode again um, with anecdotes of my time at school mm. playing sports. Lovely. Uh, the first of these is called tennis. Right. When I was in year eight, we were made to go and play tennis against the year eights from my school's regional campus. <laughs> it was a 38 degree day and initially I was fascinated by the thousands of worms that appeared to have crawled onto the tennis court and fried themselves. <laughs> <laughs> then I got heat rash. <laughs> then I got heat stroke and passed out under a tree. I don't think I'd even brought a tennis racket. <laughs> Luckily, he landed on some worms. He was fine. They broke his That's fall. lovely. Yeah. I'd completely forgotten about this story, but the uh, one of the things I apparently was good at in primary school was volleyball. And... Um, <laughs> um, I'm picturing you in Top Gun. I don't know why. There was, there <laughs> All was oiled up. Out of the entire Spring Valley um, primary school volleyball team... Uh, there were three boys and I was one of them. 
and uh, and uh, uh, there was one one game where uh, we went to an, another school with a girl that I'd had a crush on. We turned up at, at the at the the school and we're about to play the game, and I was busy spending most of my time just looking at, like you say, worms crawling onto the court and admiring the brickwork of the school that we were we were at, <laughs> or uh, or figuring out the quickest way to get myself uh, out of the game. Um, and the girl that, that I had a crush on came over to me and she said, what, you're going to ignore me all day and then knead me full on in the testicles. I dropped to the ground and then and then I had to play a game of, of volleyball. And, I mean, it's no surprise I don't like sport, is it? Really? <laughs> You go, well, this is what happens in sport is you, you get in a team where mostly it's girls and all the other guys who are playing football are making fun of you because you're on the volleyball team. And then a girl that you, that you love kicks you in the balls <laughs> and then the entire game is pain. That is sport, my friends. That is sport. Uh, uh, let's do uh, a little segment that I like to call... James's list of things. James's, James's list of things. James's, James's list of things. James, James has got some things to list. Bing. He sure fucking does. This is um, rejected Olympic sports. <laughs> Olympic sports are rubbish. <clears throat> okay. Luge. Darts. Yes. Darty luge. Um, and laser that tag. Thing, that laser thing tag. where you scrub the, the, the ice with a broom. Yep. Spot Cleaning. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Here is some more. Let's just add some more. The 100 metre sneer. <laughs> Drug running. <laughs> the 200 metres dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> Passive aggressive guilt tripping. Yep. Human baby catapult. Yep. Oh, I would pay money to see human baby catapult. <laughs> Synchronised yodeling. <laughs> The totally unrelay. <laughs> Buttering. Mm. Delicious. Imagine that. Water polio. That's <laughs> a tragic game. Underwater cockfighting. <laughs> the 1,000 metres plummet. <laughs> and my personal favourite and the final one on the list... Thinking or anything to do with the arts or anything to do with not being a drug-taking freak. There we go. I tried to come up with the same sort of list. Oh, and, did, um, I, did I? No, 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 you didn't because I only really came up with three and they were all terrible. Um, the, only, the only one that was almost going to make it onto my list was Dutch ovening, which <laughs> uh, I, would, I feel you got to stay away from that one. You know? I, I came up with one during yep. James's list, curdling. Oh, <laughs> curdling. Oh. <laughs> Waiting a long time for milk. Is that, um, tea towel flicking as well was another one because, I mean, you get cancer if you get flicked by a tea towel. Huh? Really? What? Didn't hear that? What? When I was a child, that was the thing. You can't flick people because you give them cancer. I with a tea idea. towel? Yeah, with a tea towel, apparently. That was how. Were you raised in a Virginia Andrews book? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> came out of the attic. You know the other weird. Oh, I don't flick tea towels. You get cancer. Yeah, yeah. You know don't look other- at the worms. You get kneed in the balls <laughs> by a girl you like. Softball. When I was in year seven, a number of our inter-school sports teams were mixed gender. After a pretty unsuccessful term on the netball team, I joined the softball team. 
During one game, we had two outs and I was getting ready to bat. And in an attempt to impress a girl from the other team who was on the sidelines, I was warming up by swinging the bat around and around with one hand like I'd seen baseball players do on TV. Oh, dear. (laughs) Then I hit myself in the back of the head with the bat. (laughs) Did you just hit yourself in the head with the bat? The girl asked. No, I said, well, yes, but it didn't hurt. So honest. Then a third player was called out and I didn't get to bat anyway. <laughs> Later, I heard her laughing with her friends about the noise the bat made when it connected with my head. <laughs> so you, you had trouble telling the stripper story, but not that one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Here's an enjoyable <laughs> thing when you hear the Mark's sports injury mm. stories. Yeah. In your mind, pretend they all happened on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes them just a little bit funnier. Yep. Mark, I want you to sing the theme song to this next segment. Oh, God. But oh, it's a slight yeah, change accent. because it's not a funny thing happened to oh, James no. on the way to the podcast. It's a funny thing always happens to James on the way to the podcast. Ah, oh, who do I sing it as, though? Ah, oh, I don't want you to sing it as anyone, but what I want you to do is sing it sadly in a minor key. A funny thing happens to James on the way to the podcast. Always. Here's what happened. This is a real short thing, but I just want this to be a community service announcement to anyone who is listening who has done this. Now, often, and even uh, today, um, I bring uh, a guitar or a ukulele or a musical instrument to the podcast recordings. When you can be fucked. Often, more often than not. <laughs> last week was an exception. Where I thought we agreed we were just going to call that a cappella. Um, so usually, and often I have gigs. I don't have a car. Often I have gigs. So I'll, I'll be on the train with a guitar or a cello or a, 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 a baritone ukulele or whatever. And the number of people, strangers, people hmm. who don't know me, who see me and go, Oh, you're going to play us a tune. Yeah. Uh, look, if you are the... If, all I'm saying is this. No joke. If you are the person who says that when you see someone with an instrument, stop saying it. It is like walking up to a pregnant woman and saying, Oh, can I have a glass of breast milk? It's the same <laughs> thing. Stop doing it. <laughs> the uh, the analogue... Um, to that in filmmaking is that every time you set up a camera, some dick will come past, usually hanging out of a car or maybe just walking down the road and say, is this going to be on the news? (laughs) And you know what? It's never on the news because I don't shoot anything for the news. Man wants to be on news. (laughs) Stop the presses. News story. People who shop downtown are in the know. They play it smart, play it wise. Shop downtown for better buys. The smart modern shopper shops downtown. I, I once kicked a football into a girl's wrist. <laughs> <laughs> what amazing aim. You're an incredible athlete. <laughs> this is a terrible thing. Uh, I was in grade six and I was at, um, at my school and I was trying to impress a group of girls who were standing off to one side of the quadrangle and so suddenly I had a football. I don't know. And I go, I know. I know how to make girls look at me. I'm going to run into their group 
and and kick the football and I hadn't thought beyond that. Yeah. I don't think the result was ever going to be very impressive. No. But I ran into the group of girls and I kicked the football and it went up about two metres and it came back down and it landed on a girl's wrist and she went, ow, and had to go to the nurse <laughs> and... I felt really, really guilty. I'd, I didn't mean to hurt her. I wasn't trying to hurt her, but I, and she was okay. But I, I, I but you, you know, I, I thought, oh my god, I've hurt this girl. And then right at the end of lunchtime, I would say, as my guilt was at its highest, a teacher kicked a soccer ball into my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I passed out, but I think I was in a bit of shock. And they picked me up and, and carried me to the same infirmary that the, the girl with the wrist uh, was in. And the, the nurse, uh, when my mother came to pick me up, she said, I've never heard a grade six kid use the phrase poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, apparently, I had, I had not woken up, but I'd sort of come to in the sick bay going, yes. I deserve this, like a Guy de Maupassant character. Yeah, like wow. it's just insane. This Sports. is one of the memories that I'd prepared, but I I got a soccer ball in in the face at one at one point. I was knocked unconscious by it. I was actually playing. It was one of the few sports I actually enjoyed was was soccer. And then after this incident, I didn't enjoy it that much anymore. Sure. Um, but I got yeah, I I I got hit in the face with a ball during a match and was knocked <laughs> unconscious and came. Two, uh, to the to the phrase "shit, he's bleeding," um, and I got taken off uh, to the hospital, uh, and I had concussion, and um, and then I got back to um, I got back to school eventually to, and I was still still a bit dazed and still a bit groggy, and I I was wearing a t shirt that was not the regulation school t-shirt and the year eight coordinator came up to me and started yelling at me for wearing a t-shirt and I was I was concussed so I started crying (laughs) (laughs) but if you weren't concussed you probably would have cried as well probably yeah feeble child (laughs) I'm picturing Mark concussed and crying onto a stripper's tit (laughs) with a laser gun yeah yeah Sad. No wonder none of us were good at sports. <laughs> How could we? Well, the sport is dangerous. <laughs> it's it's sure so is. dangerous. At Monash, um, there was a thing called Green Week, which um, involved numerous uh, what I would describe as um, illegal sports. Um, <laughs> most fighting. of them had to do with drinking. <laughs> yeah, cockfighting. Um, <laughs> And uh, one of them was a, a Chinese killing. This uh, the the most illegal of all. Game of, them. of death. Yeah. <laughs> Wife racing. Yeah. We'll come to that later. Um, it was called the uh, the IB or the Iron Bong, and the idea was that uh, that you it was essentially uh, in an enclosed space, so that so that they couldn't be. Um, uh, well, couldn't be arrested essentially, um, and y- it was only by student ID. So you couldn't get in if you didn't have a student ID, which is fair enough because most police don't have a student ID um, at Monash. Um, and it was basically a bunch of people getting up the front and smoking as many cones as they possibly could until they passed out or threw up. So sport. Uh, and no, it's not. <laughs> but one year, one of the um, dirty, embarrassing um, young liberals decided that they wanted to go in and expose this competition to get it banned. Um, so his brilliant idea was he would get in there and then take out a camera 
<laughs> and take a photograph of the people who are pulling bongs. Um, Is this back when you were in university? Yes. So he would have had to have let them stay still for three and a half oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was a long exposure. And uh, <laughs> and also take photos of the people who were in the room. He was um, protected from the smoke because he was under the hood. Correct. <laughs> Exposing um, the, the bitumen plate. <laughs> what he hadn't figured out was that when you walk into a room with two or three hundred people who are there to watch an iron bong competition and somebody starts taking photographs, probably the gang is going to take your camera away from you and throw your film out and then throw you out onto the street, which is what happened to him. Uh, This is something – this is not sports at all. Okay. Um, um, This is something that Chris and I wrote that Chris won't remember but that I'm going to call on him to perform with me. Jesus. Oh, God. This is something – Chris and I were bored um, in our respective places of work one night, probably about 2, 3 in the morning, and we created an online Twitter game uh, that was just me – Pretending to be playing one of those old school adventure games. I do, uh, I do remember this. And asking Chris for advice. And then Chris on Twitter would just, just wrote back. And <laughs> I saved. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I literally just out of pure bottom. I just started it and Chris replied. And then we did it for about, you know, an hour. Hours. And, um, uh, and I saved uh, and have put into order all of the uh, responses. Should we, we should have some music. I agree. It should be um, 80s oh, adventure game music. Yeah, 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 I know that. I know exactly the same. Uh, that thing. would start yeah. now. Okay, so uh, James and Chris, this is called James and Chris play an online adventure game. Yep. James will be playing the part of James. Chris will be playing the part of Chris. Yep. Okay, I found the secret door in the golden pillar by using the sandalwood cross to sodomize the stone frogs. Now what? I don't know. I could never get past the sodomized stone frogs. The wizard is poking the enchanted lampshade of Ra at my pants. I'm hitting the shizzle key, but it's not working. Oh, now giant stamping pig is nesting in my wheat. Do I need to buy leeches from the curate or sing the disembowelment song? Never sing the disembowelment song. Here, press Command-Alt-7 and enter this cheat code to eliminate all obstacles. Oh, that worked. I'm in the tomb of cranky penguins. Their beaks contain either nectar or poison. Which ones do I kiss? Are there dead penguins and live penguins? Good question. The live penguins are wearing the dead penguins as capes. Recite the curse of the dog priest, then smash the penguins with your iron mallet of vengeance. Oh, I left the iron mallet of vengeance embedded in the teeth of Ramfoon. <laughs> All I have is this copy of A Thousand and One Jokes for Kids. A Thousand... A Thousand One Jokes for Kids hides the cipher for the enchanted amulet of teleport. If you can decode it, you can travel anywhere. Uh, I urinated on the book. Didn't help. I should not have done that. I may need to recite a look over there spell. You should soak it up with the rag of incontinence first, otherwise it will stay. The end. Photography. <laughs> Photography is not a sport. Oh. Maybe. Sporting photography. In year 10, my media studies teacher asked if, instead of actually playing into school sport, whether I would like to take photos of games for the school magazine. (laughs) Oh, they had your number. (laughs) They sure did. I said yes. My first assignment, year 11 girls hockey. Yeah. High five. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Up top. I thought I had lucked out, but being the only boy on the bus ride out to the opposing school <laughs> and being from the year below, I was treated with a mixture of disdain and suspicion. Yep. Then I got bored of taking photos of hockey, so I wandered off and took photos of a nearby construction site instead. My media studies teacher liked them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm confused. You had the chance to photograph girls playing sport, and instead you went and photographed construction workers. Well, the girls hated me. Well, that's your point. I mean, has that changed? No. Yeah. (laughs) No, it hasn't. Strippers laugh at you. Yeah. And huh. <laughs> just saying. I um I went to a strip club once. Did oh, you? Yes. Um just once. <laughs> We're gonna spend the rest of this podcast talking about strip clubs. Yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? And uh, I got a lap dance um from a very uh beautiful girl. And um she was at the bar and I was at the bar and she said hi and I said hi and, and I said I don't know what to do because I've never been here before. And she said, well, if you want, you can pick one of the girls and they'll give you a lap dance for money. I went, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, You're very pretty. Do you want to do that? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. And um, so it's pretty sexy. Pretty standard sort of proceed. It's pretty sexy. (laughs) It's hot. Yeah. And so she she did that. And exactly the same thing as you. That's how sad I was. I'm sitting there going, this girl's really pretty. Meanwhile, she's taking off her clothes. She's rubbing bits of herself on bits of me. And... And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what time she gets off. I wonder what movie she likes. I wonder if I could buy a breakfast and then maybe we could go see a movie at Crown Casino. Oh, that'd be good. I really want to see the new movie. And sh- and you have to correct your thinking there because yeah. that is not the right thinking. No, that's creepy thinking. And she totally blew me out. She's great because she – look, she did the thing and, and she said – and this is – I thought this was classy. I don't know if strippers do this because I've only ever had a, a lap dance once. But – she said, at the end, she said, um, thanks, James. She remembered my name. Wow. And at the end of the lap dance, she said, thanks, James. Like, What a, what a pro. What a pro. <laughs> and I, that was good. I thought that was good. Like part of the show. And I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a yeah. good ending. It shows that it's over. And so I'm sort of sitting there on the chair, kind of coming to terms with the fact that I will never visit a strip club again. Cause kind I don't, of coming. Because <laughs> I don't really like them and... Desperately, desperately trying to find a moist towelette. And um, and she's putting her clothes back on. And I'm sort of absentmindedly watching her do this because mm. I figure, well, I'm getting my money's worth here. Get to see the girl undress. Get to see the girl put the clothes on. And she turns around and she says, do you like watching me put my clothes on? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah, uh, and then I left. And just yeah. that, like... For just that moment there, I sort of pictured a, a stripper putting her clothes back on. I just, it was just the pathos was overwhelming. <laughs> it was, it, it's a little bit like being trapped in a Tom Waits song. Yeah. I have a strip club oh. story. Maybe we should have had an entire ep- uh, episode about strip Let's clubs. Let's just do it now. It gives a shit. Sure. Um, I uh, went to a strip club for my uh, cousin's um, Bucks Night, mm-hmm. uh, which is very common. Pretty common thing to do, yep. and um, and a lot of my cousins were there, and uh, we working. <laughs> we were hanging out. And one of the things, <laughs> Chris got a discount, uh, family discount, <laughs> Cre- yeah, creepy discount. <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw all this when I was twelve. <laughs> Uh, 
Anyhow, we went up to the bar and we were um, uh, ordering some drinks, which were extraordinarily expensive because mm-hmm. that's the trick. Um, and the other trick is, I think they basically t- teach the um, the 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 wait the waitresses to to warm you up essentially mm. make you feel like maybe maybe the bar girl is interested in me mm. and professional flirting yeah mm. it is absolutely professional flirting so my cousin drew oh should give that away i <laughs> know uh, i can say that <laughs> that's what his real name is chris um he went to um <laughs> he <bro>. was <laughs> he was uh we, we might be your cousin drew or what <laughs> we might beep that out um and uh, yeah, we might. <laughs> my uh, one of my cousins, my young, a young, he was young, he was oh, naive, and he um, uh, he's gone. We've we've ordered our drinks and we've walked away from the the bar, and he's gone. She was totally into me. She totally wanted me, yeah. and we're going. Listen. Look, probably not. I think that, like, she seemed pretty into me and she seemed into my other cousin and it was all, you know, I think it's just they get just get taught to do this. Anyway, um, four or five drinks later into the evening. Oh, here's danger. Uh, I, I had, I was pretty drunk and and the the wily ways of the bar girls in the uh, in this strip club was starting to affect me but in a, in a slightly different way in that i got to the point where i thought i should invite this this bar girl to my comedy festival show <laughs> and i gave her a flyer for my comedy festival show it's um did you like stick it in her bra she, i don't think she came to the show and it was a Man Bites God show. Um, it was. Look, I was marketing wherever I could. So nice, it's discount price. So now's the time to buy. When you're saving money, you're a happy guy. I um, I did a bit of a, a, a scrub of the internet to find... Well, did you, oh, what, is this Chris's website? No, not really. Search because, them? No. I mean, oh, what is this? No, no, what is this? No, every single fucking one of these things is a search term, okay? So yeah. Well, we need a theme song. Chris, a search term. It's kind of, yeah. Um, so I, I, lo- I was looking up some of the weirdest spots in the Google world. Google or Bing? Uh, I did on Google, of course, Good because Good I mean, your um, your options. Are You're not a Bing man. No. <laughs> Why would I do that? Bing, get fucked. Uh, my phone tried to make me use Bing. What? Uh, for a bit, and I had to. I I sought I sought <laughs> advice from Google on how to stop my Bing coming up on my phone. Anyway, um, so uh, here I was going to make up some crazy sports, and then I went and then I found on the internet some insane sports um, things. I mean, there are there are really dumb sports like curling, yep. um, like the Birdman Rally. That's a pretty crazy. That's not a sport. Yeah. It's a kind. It's a competition. <laughs> no, it's art. It's flying art. Um, the Henley on Todd, which is a essentially, I mean, the Todd River in Darwin is mostly dry. Um, so the boat races that happen there um, are done in boats with no bottoms, and people have to run down the the creek to um, compete in the race. Mm. That's a pretty weird sport, right? And uh, and also, did you know that, that that they have actually created a real version of Quidditch, which is the Harry Potter, um, the weird Harry Potter sport that involves <laughs> flying on broomsticks. How? Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, my, my how? <laughs> look, how do you, you have do to, it? You'll have to bing that one. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear my next question? You'll only find it on bing. Why? 
Hey! <laughs> my um, my friend Selena, um, that I went to university with, okay. her and her brother came up with um, uh, leg wrestling, which is um, uh, is essentially where you get on the floor, lying on your back, and you hook legs, and you have to try and roll the other person over. Then I I recently worked on a film called Reverse Runner, which is about a, a guy who's competing in an athletic. Uh, sport called reverse running, mm. which was fictional, but as it turns out, is actually a real thing. What there is reverse running? Uh, there, there are competitions that you can enter reverse running. Apparently, it's very good for coordination and uh, you know meeting girls, <laughs> yeah, peripheral vision or something. But um, yeah, that's a. But here are the weirdest ones that I found. They're just a, they're just, the just kind the of the half the run of the mill one. That is froth on the introduction cappuccino. <laughs> Every year at uh, Maslin Beach in South Australia since 1983, uh, they've held the Nude Olympics. Here are things that happen at the Nude Olympics where all of the events are nude. The first thing you'll, you'll, uh, you'll involve yourself in is the kids' treasure hunt. <laughs> There's a sandcastle concert competition. You've got to build a sandcastle with in no the clothes on. A donut eating competition, which sounds very rude, uh, but is just donuts. Three-legged races. <laughs> one, just one competitor. Yep. There is uh, the best bum, which I'm assuming it's is... It's not a sport. Yeah. Uh, there's a sack race. <laughs> There are pictures on the internet and it happened very recently. So the, I think the Herald Sun has just done an article about Turn it. off your safe search on uh, Google yeah, or Bing. I think, does to. Bing have a safe search? I'm oh, sure it does. Stop. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, you could switch it on and off. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the things you see ca- cannot be held back by safe search. Too hot for safe search. <laughs> Google after dark. <laughs> um, the next one I've got is Octopush. Now, Octopush huh? is underwater hockey. You literally have a puck. It's a very heavy puck, I've seen and this. they go underwater with snorkels and bash Tiny the little puck things. along the ground. I've seen this, hmm. this sport played. How about this one? <laughs> chess boxing. Uh, there are al- alternating games of chess and boxing, and each round is finished by either a checkmate or a knockout. Uh, and you keep playing for the, up this, to eleven rounds. The same people. Like is Bobby Fischer then? Punching on well, with Kasparov. Yeah, I mean, how do you find the competitors for that? I mean, either there, there are there is Go an organisation called the World Chess Boxing Organisation, and their motto is "Fighting is done in the ring, and wars are waged on the board." Go Anna pulling. Go Anna pulling. Go Anna pulling. Uh, what this involves milking the Goanna. Yeah, <laughs> no, there are no Goannas involved. It's two men, and it's, it's, the ha- band. it's in New South Wales. <laughs> the event is held in New South Wales in Woolley. Uh, And two guys get on their hands and knees in front of each other, face to face, and then a strap is placed around their heads and they have to do a tug of war with their heads. Why is it called Goanna touching or whatever it's called? I don't know, but it's called Goanna pulling. It's bizarre. Well, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. You should talk to them. They've been doing it for 28 years in Woolly. Someone should save those guys. Google the pics. Bushkashi. It's an eastern <laughs> variant on polo um, where instead of playing with wooden mallets and a ball, uh, the players play with the carcass of a cow or a goat. You have to hit a goat through the goals with a cow. With the cow. <laughs> Isn't that called to ducking? Joggling. 
What? Juggling. Do you know what juggling is? is? That jogging running? and juggling. It's jogging and juggling. Someone has combined the two. By the way. Imagine if they combined it with javelin. Well, there's a guy who does a triathlon <laughs> that involves jogging and juggling, swimming and juggling, and riding a bike and juggling. I couldn't find any actual images of this. It, it's all legend. Which search? Which search? Yeah, look, I, was using, Stop it! I was using Google, but I but look, I was a bit I was a bit pushed for time, so I couldn't refine my huh. search to to care. Um, Didn't have enough time to look things up on Google, listeners. <laughs> Here is my final weird sport: the wife carrying competition, which is a Finnish competition, and it requires men to negotiate a 253.5 meter course. While carrying their wife on their back and crossing the finish line, yeah, uh, there are Good various night. surfaces. Uh, you've got to get through dry land and water-based obstacles. Um, Look out for the jugglers! Yeah, <laughs> and the the winner gets a mobile phone <laughs> <laughs> to call someone who gives a fuck, and they win their wife's weight in beer. That's a, that's a good prize. Here are the rules. I'd like to read out to you the rules. I would like to hear the rules. The wife quotes. Must be 17 years older or older. The wife <laughs> must weigh at least 49 kilograms. Yeah. You do not have to be married to the wife. Any suitable female They could be anybody's do. wife. Yes, anyone's wife. Dropping and bouncing the wife incurs a 15-second fine. How do you... I don't know. So look out for that coming up to the Olympics. Can I tell you something? This is a slightly off <clears> topic. Yeah, we've no, been no. talking about. No, no, no. That's the end oh, of please. my <laughs> That's please. my website section. Yeah. Oh, good. Bitches. Magic's still there. <laughs> There's a golfer on the touchdown line and he's going for the goal. His racket raised above his head like the nights and days of old. He makes sure that his pads are on and his helmet's all done up. He's gonna score a bullseye now and win the Melbourne Cup. He'll win at all costs. He'll run and jump and throw and catch and bend and win at all costs. He'll run and jump and throw and catch again. And like successful businesses, he'll never make a loss. He'll show them who's boss. He'll carry the cross. He'll win at all costs. There's a little girl who's goalie for a local cricket team. She may not be the best athlete, but she's got a winning dream. The big men come to tackle her because they want her shuttlecock. She's going to use the switchblade knife that's hidden in her sock. She'll win at all costs. She'll kill and crunch and hurt and thump and maim. She'll do the jail time just to win the game 
If you're gonna lose, then do drugs And if there's testing, find some new drugs Cause the true drugs are the glory and the fame And when it all costs, or you're useless And when it all costs, losing's for losers If you win, then you're okay would be the final siren Yay. for this quarter of the Man Bites God Theatre of the World podcast. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And why not use your fingers to push at things that say download or iTunes or Twitter or Facebook and Google look us. us up. Yeah. Don't Google us. Bing. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Every time you say Bing, I just assume you're a microwave and something's <laughs> ready. This is Man Bites God. This is Man Bites God.